will fix you. Hello, and welcome to We Will Fix You. Hello. Yes. Hello. We are the we who will fix you, the you who we will fix. We hope that clears it up. Hello. If you would like to ask us a question, you, us, question, you can write to us at wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com. Now, joining me tonight, Ms. Lucy Boyers, an urban wizard. Magic is wicked. Proper wicked. Mr. Dave Congery, editor of the poorly received Spectator Swimsuit Edition. Good evening. Hello. And I am Roger Hart. Not born, but assembled like a fleshy fix kit. Hi. Our questioner asks, I have a problem. Ten years ago, I inherited a sofa. It has served me well over that time. However, in the coming months, I intend to move house to a place which has no room for the sofa. The usual solution is to sell or give away the furniture. However, my mother is keen that I keep the sofa for sentimental reasons. I believe that she would like me to keep it because it belonged to my grandparents, and also partly because she believes that it will be useful in future. She is, naturally, as evidenced from her own home, a little bit of a hoarder. There is not room in her house for the sofa, unless she were to get rid of some of her existing belongings, which she will not. How do I convince my mother that the best thing to do is to give the sofa to a local charity? I'm concerned that if I act without her blessing, I will suffer many months of reminiscing over how useful it was and how it could have fitted if only I tried harder, combined with her worry over the current state of the furniture in its new and unknown home. Thank you in advance for your fixing. Ms. Boyd. I'm going to lay it down straight to you here because I have zero patience for like emotional entanglement bullshit about stuff. Your house, your rules. Your house, your furniture. This internet stranger is giving you permission to not fill your house with bizarre emotion objects just to make your mother feel better. So you ask, number one, how do I convince her? You do not. That is not the job that you are here to do. You do not need her on board in order to make this decision. It is 100% your decision, 0% her decision. You already have her input and you are not obliged to weight it equally or stronger than your own desires for the stuff you want in your house. I mean, seriously, trying to get her on board with this is madness and also a recipe for making it kind of a lot more unpleasant and entangled than it already is. Repeat to yourself, the only people who get a say on what furniture we have in the house are the people who live in the house. The person who gets the final say on what sofa we have is the person who's going to sit on the sofa most often. I mean, it's very telling that there's no room in her house for it unless she would get rid of some of her stuff, which she won't. Not only does she want a lot of weird control over her own space, she also wants to be able to exert exactly her own control and desires on your space. That is not cool. It is no one else's business what furniture you have, even if they think it's their business. Even if your relationship has previously been structured in a way that this would also be your mother's business by default. If that is also kind of a broader issue in your relationship, this is a very good place to start restructuring that. I would really strongly encourage you to present this as a fait accompli. Do it and then tell her about it rather than trying to get her on board first, especially if you're questioning your own resolve and standing up to her. You know, 
I think asking her, trying to get her on board with it, is how you end up trying as hard as you possibly can to cram a large object you don't actually want into your new house. If you get rid of it first, she can still be sad about it, and God knows she can tell you how sad she is about it, but it's much harder for her to actually seriously challenge that decision if it's already been made and followed through on. You're worried about suffering many months of reminiscing, you know, comments about not trying hard enough, worry about the sofa in its new home. You don't have to suffer that because she only has the power to make you feel uncomfortable about it if you let her, and you don't have to let her. How useful that sofa was, she might say. Yes, it was very useful. You got 10 years of amazing use out of it. That is a long lifespan for a piece of furniture that was secondhand to begin with. You are really glad that you were able to use it as your primary sofa for a decade, but, and then you give your reason, and it can be any reason you like. I want a different sofa now, it's getting past its best, it doesn't match my decor, I cannot comfortably fit into my new house and I do not want to be held emotionally hostage to a piece of furniture. These are all completely valid. Make it clear that yes, you did really appreciate it, but you also want to move on with it, your life, and that is 100% your decision, on your terms, with your own timing. Because you own your life, your mother does not own your life, your mother's stuff does not own your life, your mother's feelings about stuff does not own your life. She's going to talk to you about how you could have fitted it if you tried harder. I mean, I was like, can you just ignore this? Like, do you actually care at this point in your adult life that you are the sole owner and enjoyer of whether your mother thinks you didn't try hard enough to accommodate a piece of furniture you didn't actually want to keep? Like, what blow to your self-esteem is happening if she disapproves of you for this? Why would this feel like a disappointment if it happened? You also wouldn't be obliged to keep it even if you did have room for it, so it kind of feels weird to be concerned about being called out for not trying with every shred of your ability and resources to keep it, because you don't have to have it if you don't want it. That is a good enough answer on its own. Her worrying about, you know, the new home, is the sofa happy in its new home? I can see where you're coming from with the kind of hoarding and object attachment stuff you mentioned in the letter, so I just want to restate for the record, this is a really unusual level of concern about an inanimate object for an adult to hold. Please don't think that you are being weird if you do not worry about the fate of objects you have parted ways with, you are not the person who is being weird here. I think again with this one, how much can you bring yourself to just not care what she thinks, because it's not really a reasonable thing for her to be thinking. Now you might want some scripts for dealing with this conversation. You could start with, Mum, I've listened, and you might want to put several times in here, if this is like the fourth or fifth run, to your concerns about the sofa. I understand where you're coming from, but it's my decision, and I've chosen not to bring it into my new home. You could also try, I appreciate you showing your perspective, but I'm not going to change my mind on this. I mean, that's even easier if the deed has already been done. I think, although I did mention reasons you could give earlier, the key thing is to really avoid getting into justification wars. So. No room is completely, is completely rational to a rational person, but it's already not flying with your mother. I think if you allow her to drag you into a justification escalation, you're going to lose because she's already showing you that her feelings about this are more important to her than the actual practicalities of your life. So reframe it in your head. This is not a practical problem about the item of stuff. It's a decision that you are fully empowered to make as an adult without, with any justification you like or with none at all, without any additional consultation or input from anyone else. She's going to be disappointed. Let her. If this is a serious relationship damager, the serious relationship damage potential is already there and you are not the person who's lighting the fire by behaving like a normal, reasonable adult. If the relationship does suffer, that is because of things that were already problems before the sofa was a problem. If it doesn't, but she's still visibly or audibly unhappy for a period of time, I believe that you can weather that. You are a normal, reasonable adult, and you can weather a period of guilt feelings from your mother who is being unreasonable about something. You can survive this. I believe in you. Just go and do it.
That's my advice. I like that. I sort of I seized a little bit on the try hard enough thing. I thought mm. that's that felt to me like a bit of a, not to you know armchair diagnose your relationship, although you know you did write into an advice podcast, so I'm in a hog while actually. <laughs> no. Um, I feel like there's clearly, or there is quite possibly something being projected onto this sofa about some existing bits of your relationship that... Also, if she cares so much, why is she not trying harder to accommodate it in her life? Which it sounds like she's not prepared to do. It's you who has to do all the trying and her who has to get all of the accommodated. And that's not really a good balance? Um, I think perhaps over-reading the problem not just dealing with it, not just getting rid of it and having the argument... Or maybe not having that argument, but it feels like just kicking the wider issues down the road at the expense of your own happiness. Mm. Yes, I think if you give in on this, you are setting up the pattern that you're going to give in to whatever your mum wants about your space and also probably other aspects of your life. Mm. And that's going to take a long time to disentangle. Mr. Gondry. Well, I'm going to give you sort of the opposite advice. Not really the opposite, but there's a certain... There's a a degree of of, uh, platitude... In, in my advice that was perhaps not present uh, previously and this is because I've learned to be kind control to my mother. family with words no, what you said be kind, but I also think you've, you've kind of hit upon the fundamental issue of our times uh, I don't know many people who have not had to deal with this as, as an adult, I myself deal with it on an ongoing basis and and I've developed a series of of deflection techniques that have been working pretty well so far. Chief amongst those being the economy is tanked. We don't have houses that are the size to fit the bits of furniture that you have in your giant uh, baby boomer houses. No, it it can't happen. So as you've already said, you fuckers, you need to address why your mother is sentimental about the sofa, but not sentimental enough to keep it herself. Um, you don't have to act as external storage for sentimental feeling. You are not the eye cloud of bullshit. Yes, exactly this. I mean, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to make some fairly fundamental assumptions here. Um, one of which is that you have taken on and recognised some of the behaviours you've complained about in your mother uh, in yourself, possibly to a lesser extent. Um, and that you need to address those. So you seem, from the way your question was phrased, have some guilt um, for any sort of any putative outcomes of, of not taking the sofa to your new house. It's just a sofa. Um, you know that your mother's hoarding does not come from a purely sentimental place, but a combination of guilt and second guessing. Control um, and anxiety as well, probably. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're going to have to take these sort of interlocking, like this sort of wicker basket of fuckery mm. and, and blow it open with the box cutter of truth and logic. That works, right? Yeah, good analogy, Dave. Good analogy. I've talked a bit on previous shows about stoicism, and this is, this is a grotesque oversimplification, but what it boils down to is what's the worst thing that could happen? Now think about it. Really think about it, get a good mental image of the worst thing that could happen. In this case, you are giving a sofa to charity. What's the worst thing that can conceivably happen? 
you get a new sofa and you don't like it quite as much, but that's not. It might fall out the back of the lorry really and crush deep. someone unrelated to you. Yeah, but I think that's. I don't think that's. But under generally, they're trained in manual handling, so. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, springs could shoot up people, like some sort of thing. Ejector chair nonsense. True. In, in a medieval drawing, there was always stuff going up asses. And, oh, they did enjoy ass uh, going stuff yeah. up. Yeah. And who doesn't? Whole load of repression there. So no, your mother might be irrationally pissed off for a bit. Um, you can weather that. But you can weather that because you have logic and you have science and you have righteous fury on your side. And also hopefully a nice new sofa to hang out on. Get a good one. Yeah, like Treat really, yourself. really, like something you can put your feet up on and be all like, not now, mum. Being all stoic. So you've got all these outcomes. You picture these outcomes, right? So your mother's pissed off. You don't like your new sofa as much. You have momentary regret about getting rid of it but you know you're not going to forget your grandparents your new sofa is not going to be super flammable unless you know you buy it post brexit and then all bets are off the worst case scenario in these things is someone is a bit annoyed for a while no one's going to die unless your grandparents poisoned you a long time ago and skin contact with the sofa is the only way the antidote is administered Mm. Um, but that seems really quite unlikely Unless they've been listening to the podcast. Unless they've been listening to it and there's contact poisons and so on. We do talk a lot Before about the grave. contact poisons. Mm. So, armed with these scenarios... Armed like a comfy ...brought to you chair. by logic and science and so on, talk to your mother. When she protests, talk her through it. Talk her through those those worst-case scenarios and how they're not going to happen, like how... Or not, not how they're not going to happen, but how... The worst that can happen for many of these things is not a particularly bad thing because it's just a sofa. It's it may have sentimental value attached, but its absence is not going to make you forget your grandparents. Uh, it's not going to make her forget them. You have other means of remembering them and honouring them that doesn't involve putting your ass on something they owned. And if that fails, and it shouldn't, because truth and logic and science and what have you, guilt. It's such a nice sofa. They'd have wanted it to go to someone who wanted it. You'd want to raise some money for charity. And if that doesn't work, I don't know. Like, your mum might be really into sofas and you just need to get a professional to talk to about that. I I love the idea of turning the guilt mirror around. That's a really good one. Yeah, just crank up that guilt hose, get the pressure going. and and I think it's even better if if there's a particular charity. You know, British Heart Foundation or Emmaus take bulky furniture. So if your grandparents particularly cared about heart disease or homelessness, Mm. you know, there might be a nice emotional link there. Yeah. You even get the uh, little emails occasionally saying, Mm -hmm. we've sold it and here's how much Mm -hmm. tax you're entitled to claim back. Mm. But don't, we want it. Someone else's arse is enjoying this sofa now, and people benefited. Mm, bums down the ages, will, mm. until time immemorial, will enjoy this sofa. Mm. Good call. Now, the thing about that is that it all just sounds like a lot of emotionally responsible hard work. Heavy lifting of the feelings. Yeah, just like being an adult and being responsible. And if there's one thing that, you know, I do that sometimes, I, I do. I it's do. boring as heck though. Yeah. So if there's one thing I really like, do you know what I fucking love? Getting away with it. Preferably getting away with it whilst feeling like you've slightly cheekily got one over on someone else. We've talked about boundaries. We've talked about the actual important emotional component of this, which is that there are some boundary issues with the relationship with your mother that are being enacted with this sofa as a kind of horrifying, minefield-strewn, economically decayed proxy war client state. Mm. Um, 
and you need to clear that emotional minefield. You probably this is this is as good a time as any. That's the responsible answer. Is there are boundary issues and attachment issues and you just get rid of the fucking sofa, take the heat and it all kind of goes away eventually. But as I said, we sing the self-care song a lot, we can't always be asking you to perform emotional labour. If you don't want to perform that emotional labour, if you don't want to deal with that fuckery, I have a couple of little suggestions. And it strikes me that the, the grandparents are the key thing. They are the stated attachment point. Obviously the actual attachment point is some kind of brain-crazy flummery going on with, with your mother. But the grandparents are the attachment point. So you need to sever that. You need to either taint their memory or the sofa. Now, tainting the memory of your grandparents is a dicey proposition, and I'm not going to go into it in detail because I figured that might be, maybe you like them, I, I don't want to presuppose. But you know, if you're going to go down that route, I would suggest just a little bit of quick ancestry research. If you go back a couple of generations, basically anyone who could afford a sofa that would last a couple of generations was probably a cunt. Like at minimum they were racist, probably involved in shady business dealings or had bad opinions. It's Exploiting other people. Yeah. And the stuffing in the sofa was just children. Mm. Largely. Yeah. Dried out. Adorable well, ones. Well, depending on what fell down the back, really. Mm. So, you know, if you, if you go back a couple of generations, anyone that could afford actual durable furniture was probably at least somewhat of a bellend. You're not going to have a hard time doing ancestry research. Quick and dirty genealogy, ancestry.com, whatever it is, just have a go, you'll be fine. Tainting the sofa itself offers far richer possibilities. The whole point here is that the sofa needs to become unacceptable and unclean in the eyes mm. of you and your mother. And um, many contaminants are available, uh, but I don't like to fuck with the classics. So ideally, it would also be domestically plausible. You don't want it to. You don't want to get busted here. You don't want to get rumbled. Where did you get that big bag of skunks from? Well, exactly. Mm. Well, skunks are us. Uh -huh. mm. They're going into administration. It's mm. like hella cheap. Selling all their shelving and stuff. Like stuff five, really unhappy. Just skunks up the wazoo. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Ironically, the last place you ever need a skunk. <laughs> so classics: um, rats and other mammals. The, the problems here are, are obvious. Um, plus, they might be too cute to get rid of. So I would not suggest a mammalian infestation. That's it is classic, but it's... it will also bring disease into your home. Yeah. Same thing with fleas, bedbugs, lice, and other kind of hippity hoppity scampering parasites. Kind of comes back on you. Not super adorable. Bit gross. Also easy to treat. And it doesn't really have that kind of gross factor from afar. Like if you hear someone saying, "Oh yeah, my sofa had fleas," you're like, "Oh, that's that's terrible for you." And maybe they might start sympathy scratching a little bit, but they're not going to really care. They're not going to feel it on a visceral level. So we want sort of icky but tractable, which is what brings me to mushrooms. Incidentally, all of the advice I'm about to give you could be applied to um, mushrooms that would make people massively hallucinate, which you could also use to kind of weird your mother out in this scenario. I'm just going to throw that one out there. She's going to come and have a look at this sofa. The, 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 basically, what you're going to do is you're going to soak your sofa in water, sprinkle it in rice flour, and use it as a growth medium for mushrooms, probably oyster mushrooms, I'll explain why in a moment, and then maybe take a few photos, send them to your mum and just explain that we have to get rid of it. Like, it's, it's got fucking mushrooms. Mm. Like, fucking mushrooms everywhere. Horribly fungal. The, the reason I suggest oyster mushrooms is because they have the perfect combination of funny looking, like from a distance they're a bit gross, bit unusual, mm. not that hard to grow, mm -hmm. quite, no, grow anything. quite tasty but reasonably expensive. Mm. So You're doing is, yourself a favour at the same yeah, time. Yeah. So um, it's actually pretty simple. You can order mycelium or spores online. Um, there are various companies. They'll give you growing guides. You would often grow oyster mushrooms um, with a spore-infected dowel drilled into a log. So if you have any wooden components to the sofa, that could be a good place to start. Otherwise, 
saturate the thing first, get it good and wet, let it dry out partly. Mix some nutrients, just some basic simple fertilizer or um, strain some water through some uh, well decomposed manure into the water. You want to get a bit of nutrient mix soggy right through mm. that. Mushrooms like damp but not too wet, so kind of let it dry out a little. And then what you're going to do is you're going to get the um, mushroom spore substrate, the yeah, um, and just work that all over the darn thing. And you want to keep it warm. You want to keep it about 16 degrees C, not more than 20, not below 10. Um, moist but not drenched. Maybe get a little bit of lime into the mix because they do like a slightly alkaline environment. And um, to start with, perhaps keep some damp newspaper over the upper layers just to sort of keep the air off. And eventually you'll get kind of white strandy spore business that'll kind of work through it. That's your early kind of mycelium layer. And eventually they'll start to fruit. If they're not, particularly if it's not fruiting in time to kind of solve this problem with your mother, mushrooms will um, fruit in response to certain environmental shocks, so a sudden rainfall or a temperature change or movement. So especially because this sofa is probably already pissing you off, you could just vigorously kick it a bit mm -hmm. um, or raise or lower the temperature. And the mushrooms should fruit. You'll get a lovely crop of oyster mushrooms, at which point you're like on Facebook, maybe yeah, maybe do it, do it in public in front of. Oh God, I can't believe I don't. Yeah, I so can't believe gross. how gross this sofa is. Look at all these mushrooms. Take the shame here for yourself. What am I, I, I going to do? It yes. invites innuendo. Mm. I can't help but feel. Yeah, but cheap jokes are funny. Mm. So that's that's basically my, my thing. You could you could deal with the problem with your mother and with boundaries and with emotional relationships and overinvestment in objects, or you could use it to grow a bunch of oyster mushrooms, make a nice stir fry, and make the whole thing kind of gross in her eyes. I recommend the uh, the mushroom butter and garlic stir fry in Tim Anderson's Japanese book. That sounds nice. Mm, that does sound nice. Is that are those basically the only ingredients? Basically, yeah. Oh, I could go one yeah. of those. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just gravy and sofa mushrooms. I could go one of those. On oh, soy, soy. Yeah. Okay. Well, sofa stir fry. Off you go. Definitely some options there. Mm, range of solutions. Mm. Yeah. I thought mine was angry. Well, with Mister Convery's anger management problems and your fungus-riddled butt cushion. We will bid you farewell. And remember, if anyone would like to question us, vermiculite or otherwise, we remain here on We Will Fix You Show at gmail.com. Ta-ta. You just like words, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, I like them too. <laughs>